Hey, Quilt Crew, I'm Brandy Mislowski, ex-firefighter turned quilt teacher, speaker, and author of children's picture book, Christie's Quilt. I started out over 30 years ago not knowing a thing about quilting, and after many failed attempts and lessons learned, here I am following my passion with the business I have today. I created the Quilter on Fire podcast to surround myself with a community of quilters I love, and this has been so much fun. One podcast episode at a time, I'll bring you more joy and less overwhelm in the quilting studio. Welcome to episode 13 of the Quilter on Fire podcast with Melissa Marginette. I have been friends with Melissa for, oh, at least, I don't know, 15 years or more. We met as members of the Manitoba Prairie Quilters. I've seen her grow over the years as a quilter, and she has become a subject matter expert on walking foot quilting. My favorite thing about Melissa is that she tells me her true opinion on all of the things I say or the crazy ideas that I come up with. Whether she knows it or not, it's so fun to balance ideas off her because she's not afraid to laugh out loud and that keeps me a bit grounded. Melissa is a quilter, author, designer and teacher who designs pieces and quilts her own quilts and she truly believes that you can too. She has 16 workshops, three lectures, 20 PDF patterns and two books, all of which we will chat about today on the Quilter on Fire podcast. Melissa Marginette, welcome to the show. Thank you so much Brandy for having me. Melissa, it's so nice to have you here. I've known you for a really long time, but I want to let everyone else in on what a gem you are on the quilting scene. So let's start off by getting to know you a little bit. We won't give it all away because you have an amazing trunk show, but tell us a little bit about your quilting story. Okay, well, I, I made my first quilt in 1987. It was a baby quilt for my daughter. And then I didn't quilt again until 2001. So um, that would make it 20 years now that I've been quilting. I took a class at um, our local rec commission and it, I was hooked immediately. Oh, that's awesome. And so watching your quilts evolve over the years, I'd say that you're kind of a modern and contemporary quilter, but mostly geometric in your designs. So what do you think you gravitate to most in the quilting world? Yeah, definitely geometric. And I really enjoy the process of figuring out the easiest way to put things together, to be able to strip piece, you know, just to make it, it easier to do rather than having to cut a whole bunch of little pieces and then put them together. It's a lot of big stuff and then sub cutting and, and seeing what I can come up with. Yeah. And I see a clear theme through all of your workshops and your patterns and your books, a clear, clear theme of don't be too hard on yourself. Just have fun, right? So let's dive right into walking foot quilting. You have two books on your website at melissamarginette.ca. I have the first one and I've poured through it to find designs over and over again. So why did you hone in on that walking foot technique? Well, I tried all kinds of different things. Um, first of all, free motion quilting. And I never felt comfortable with it and never really liked the results I was getting. Um, so I did buy myself a small track machine and I tried that, but I really didn't like the motion I felt in my shoulders um, when doing it and wasn't at all interested in anything computerized because I really liked the organic homemade um, aspect of quilting. So that went to the side and um, 
So I tried the walking foot quilting. And when I started doing walking foot quilting, I was absolutely taken aback. Nice, even stitches. I could get the patterns I wanted. And um, I started off mostly with small things, but have learned how to work with large quilts on my domestic machine. And I do everything now with the walking foot or walking foot. Yeah. And you were laughing along with me not too long ago when I tried walking foot quilting for the first time. I think I posted a photo on Facebook and was it you who came back with a comment saying, um, there's no foot on there. <laughs> I don't know if it was you or not, but, um, I went for probably two decades without walking foot quilting because my previous machine didn't even have a walking foot. And a funny little side story about this is that recently I pulled out a drawer that I needed to clean out. It was a junk drawer and I was cleaning it out and I found an old Bernina walking foot that I'd probably had for 20 years and I never used. So <laughs> I'm disappointed that I had that all that time, but I do love my walking foot now and my new machine and I use it all the time. And that's definitely because of you. So what are the names of the books, uh, your two books and what's the story behind them? So the first one, uh, Walking Foot Quilting Designs, I uh, published in 2016. And after I had discovered walking foot quilting, I started showing other people and then started teaching full classes on it. And every time I would teach a class, somebody would say to me, you need to put your pattern, your designs in a book. And I kept blowing them off until um, I got accepted to teach at Quilt Canada. So then I was teaching walking foot quilting at Quilt Canada. And I had people there telling me I needed to put my designs in a book. So I thought I need to take this seriously. And that was in uh, the spring of 2016. And in October, I published the book. I came home and I feverishly wrote and wrote and wrote and designed and came up with new designs and uh, published that in 2016. And it's beautifully laid out and it has like over 60 designs in it. It's packed cover to cover. So tell us about your second book. So then um, one of the things that everybody tells me when I'm teaching my walking foot quilting is I hate to bury threads. And yeah, most of us do. So even though a lot of the designs in my first book can be done from edge to edge, and then you don't have any designs uh, or any threads to bury. Um, I thought, you know, I could do more with this. So I started playing around with actually six very simple designs and combining them in different uh, configurations and orientations and putting them together. And there's over 200 ways that you can take these six little designs and, and make these what look like elaborate designs, but they're very easy because they're all based on those six same designs. Um, the other thing with it too, is that all of the designs can connect with each other. So you can change your design as you're going. You can do the top half of your quilt with one design and the bottom half with another, or um, the, like the heart on, my, on the cover of the book where I do the background in one design, the heart in one design, and then the other background in a third design. And yet I'm still quilting from edge to edge and never having to bury any threads. Yeah, that's pretty convenient. And the, the designs are awesome as well. So 
I know that everybody sort of had a crazy year this year. 2020 has been a strange year for everyone. So how has your quilting business shifted over the last year? Actually, it's just grown um, just exponentially because um, everybody has gone to online. And um, as you know, I retired in July. I had put my, my date in from my office job two years earlier, done transition. So once you do that, you can't change it. You have to go. So COVID or no COVID, um, I packed up all of my stuff and left the office in July. So people started asking for online. I had I had thought I would retire and then uh, build up my traveling and teaching. And, you know, knowing that that would take some time and maybe I'd have, you know, two or three, maybe four trips a year to at least to start with. So then I thought everything was was done until people started asking for online. And I am just booked solid. I was booked solid from September to December. And again, I've got bookings all the way to June. And I'm even booking into 2022 already. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Okay, now we're going to take a short break for a note from our sponsors, and then we'll come right back and talk about Melissa's patterns and a whole bunch of other things too. So here's a word from Northcott. Northcott fabrics are famous to quilters for their Stonehenge and O Canada collections. Right here on the podcast, we'll be giving away fabric from Northcott collections, Banyan Batiks, and Figo fabrics. Look for all of these at your local quilt shop. Northcott, cottons that feel like silk. And a brand new sponsor to the show. If you've noticed, I'm dressed a little more fancy today than my usual jeans, t-shirts, and my comfy loungewear. Today, I'm wearing clothing from Sass Boutique. With locations now in Summerland and Penticton, Sass carries beautiful, comfortable, classy clothing. If you can't see me right now, head on over to the Quilter on Fire YouTube channel to watch the trailer so you can check out my outfit and you can literally make a phone call and order what I'm wearing. Just call 250-494-1677. SAS, a beautiful classic ladies clothing boutique. So Melissa, you are a pattern designer and you have about 20 PDF patterns for sale on your website. So tell us about those. Well, um, as I said before, most of them are, um, you know, strip pieced and easily put together by even a beginner. Um, I have to say, I really don't have any patterns that have curves in them. They're all straight lines, but I love how straight lines can end up giving the illusion of curves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like you have a beginner pattern, but you can go as complex as you want because you actually have a unique aspect in your patterns, which is that you add a walking foot quilting design that quilters can use. So why do you think that's important? Well, a lot of times people make a quilt top and then they don't know how to quilt it. And uh, because I'm known for walking foot quilting, I thought, well, why not add that in there? Because, uh, you know, other people might want to use it. And if they don't want to use it, that's fine, too. They can do their own thing. Yeah, well, it's absolutely like a huge bonus in the pattern because generally you don't get that kind of thing. So so you also do these really fun mystery quilt alongs that quilters love. You did two of them for free at the beginning of the pandemic, which was so generous. But you have more coming for just $12 each. That's such a great deal for a quilt along. So tell us about your quilt alongs. So I run them through Facebook. And uh, yeah, you pay $12 and you get accepted into the Facebook group. And they're really um, 
interactive. Everybody is showing pictures and talking about fabric choices and having a good time discussing what's going on with each other. What I decided to do when I when I started this, because everybody was in lockdown, um, I didn't know how to pace it. And they were just, you know, faster. You're like, give give the pa- uh, next direction already. We're, we're waiting for it. So when I do my quilt alongs, what I do is every Friday and Monday, another clue comes out. And within two weeks, you have a quilt talk. And it's so nice that you you build a little community around it on Facebook as you go. Now, since this is the last podcast before Valentine's Day, um, I've asked Melissa to come up with a couple quick things to make or do for your quilting friends for Valentine's Day. So, Melissa, the floor is yours. Well, I'm really into mug rugs lately. Yeah, they're so fun. Yeah, they're they're quick and easy to make. They're fun to give. Um, You know, if somebody doesn't want to use it for a, a mug, they can maybe put their keys and cell phone on it every evening so they know where to look the next day for for their items because how often do we lose those right yeah um so yeah why not make a mug rug that's got a heart on it or something um another idea is at uh at christmas i gave away a number of little bottles of hand sanitizer and i made little keychains for them to go in. So, hey, why not for Valentine's Day as well? And while you're at it, make a matching mask. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good idea for right now. So happy Valentine's Day, everyone. And I hope you find yourself surrounded with people that you love. So Melissa, you are teaching like crazy on Zoom this year, as you said, you have over a dozen workshops. So tell us a little bit about what you teach and which workshops have been your most popular on Zoom. Well, I have a number of workshops and I have them categorized into uh, technique workshops, project workshops. Um, My favorite thing to teach is the technique workshops. And I think that's probably because when I take a workshop, that's my favorite thing to take. I don't want to make a project that I might never finish or um, that everybody else is going to have. So I just want techniques tools to put in my toolbox. So that's what I love to teach. My most popular workshops, of course, are the ones to do with the walking foot quilting. Uh, But the other ones that are really good are the nine different ways to quilt as you go and nine different ways to bind your quilt. Oh, those sound good. I could use the nine different ways to bind a quilt. I think I only <laughs> I only use the same way every time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you've taught at two Quilt Canada's and more recently at Road at Home, which is huge. I was so excited to hear that. And you have lectures too. So tell us about your three lectures. So I have uh, three lectures. The first one, uh, Get Your Motor Running, is all about inspiration and um, boosting your creativity. And then I have one called uh, myth. Quilting is an expensive hobby. Well, really, it's only as expensive as you want it to be. So I just pull out a whole bunch of ideas on how you can quilt on a budget. And then my third one, of course, is my journey as a quilt maker. And that's just a full trunk show from my first quilt in 1987 that um, my my daughter used to uh, what I'm up to now. 
Those sound so good. I have not seen your chunk show, so I can't wait to see that one day. And I probably really could use the quilting on the budget one because I do spend a lot of money and I probably have enough scraps in my studio to quilt for the rest of my life without ever spending a penny. <laughs> so, so after teaching and lecturing so often on Zoom lately, are you actually finding time to quilt for yourself? It's been difficult. Um, but I, I do try to do some small projects. And uh, the other thing that's kind of kept me out of the quilting is making masks for my grandchildren. <laughs> oh, they so, must look so sweet with little masks that you've made. Do they have special designs on them? Or oh, yeah. Like, and, you know, a different pattern on one side than the other. And, and all the kids at school ask where they got them and ask if I can make them one. <laughs> oh, you're going to be making for the whole school. <laughs> uh, yeah. And even the teachers are asking. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. So tell us what's on your design wall right now. Well, my design wall has another quilt that I'm hoping to do as a mystery. Um, there's one happening right now. It just started on Friday. And I don't know when I'll start the next one, maybe at the end of February. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm working on is a design to be able to uh, host another mystery with. Okay, so everybody can go to melissamarginet.ca to see when the next mystery quilt's coming up, right? Yeah. Okay, so, and you're doing some really fun things with Janome. I saw you did a Janome Live thing on Facebook. What's that all about? Yeah, I did. <laughs> At the beginning of all this, I did a Janome Live, um, you know, or I did a few of them. Um, they're kind of rough because <laughs> that was right at the beginning. I think we were all kind of rough yeah. until we got used to how to set up equipment and how to, you know, speak on camera and not fumble and whatnot. So uh, they're pretty funny when I go look at them, um, you know, my, my, camera goes off you can't see me sewing even though I'm talking about what I'm sewing and it, yeah it's, it's pretty hilarious and I really haven't um done any videos for quite a while uh, just because I've been busy with the teaching and I really love the live uh, teaching rather than doing the videos because it's it, for me I love teaching because I love the feedback and I love being able to talk to the people yeah, the connection is the thing, right? Even if we're on Zoom, it's nice to be live so you're actually speaking to them. So, okay, now everyone knows by now that I love to do the lightning round robin with all of my guests. It's five rapid fire questions and it's super fun. Are you ready, Melissa? I'm ready. Okay, so let's get started. Who would you like to meet in the world of quilting? That's a really tough one and yet it's a really easy one. Um, I really don't have anybody specifically I want to meet, just any quilter, and they can be famous or they can be not. I just find everybody gets so much inspiration and, and you can learn and make friendships anywhere. Okay, and what is your favorite notion right now? My walking foot. <laughs> I was going to guess that. That was yeah. a pretty, that's an easy question. Okay. Who was your first creative or quilting inspiration in your life? That was my grandmother. Oh. I actually grew up right next door and I spent all of my time over there. It was like, get up in the morning, have breakfast, go to grandma's, come home for lunch, go to grandma's, <laughs> come home for supper, go to grandma's. 
Yeah, she had this little crap room. Um, and it was just piled high. She had cabinets going right to the ceiling all the way around with all her creative stuff. And even though we never quilted together, uh, we did so many things. So um, if you go to the video, you'll even see the Humpty Dumpty sitting in the back of my, um, behind my shoulder here, um, that she she made some of them and some of them I made with her. Oh, that's such a nice story. I, I we could probably do a whole podcast just about your grandma. <laughs> oh yeah. Actually there's a, uh, there's a film about her. <laughs> oh, is there really? Yeah. It's called Louise. It's on the national film board. My cousin did it. It's a animated film. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. The next question is what color do you choose most often when quilting? Hmm. I probably blue blue would be and any shade of blue would have to be my favorite um, color and I use gray a lot as well okay who have you loved making quilts for the most in your life well that would have to be my three grandchildren they each got um, a baby quilt when they were born with their name on them and then as they got a little bit older um, I made them their big boy and big girl quilts. And uh, funny little story, the, the youngest one, he didn't have his yet. And he kept reminding me that he was now five and the others got their quilts when they were five. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I needed to make him his. So I finally did. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And I believe I have been at a Quilt Canada show where I may have seen a couple of their quilts. Tell me about that. Yeah, when we get a chance, we do some quilting together as well. Um, so they've done the CQA uh, Youth Challenge a couple of times. Um, I have the fabric again for them to do it, but uh, they're not coming to visit right now so we haven't been able to work on that yeah well it must have been so heartwarming for you as a grandmother to have their quilts in the CQA show that's awesome absolutely yeah so we've mentioned your website melissamarginet.ca where we can see everything you have to offer but where's the best place for quilters to engage with you on social media so I have uh, an Instagram account at Melissa Marginet and a Facebook page Melissa Marginet quilter and if you go to my website, melissamarginet.ca, all the links are there to anything I have. Okay. And I'll just spell that out. M-E-L-I-S-S-A. Marginet is M-A-R-G-I-N-E-T. So you can find it really easily. So this week's giveaway is, you probably guessed it, <laughs> Melissa's second book, Edge to Edge Walking Foot Quilting Designs. If it's anything like the first book, it is packed cover to cover with walking foot designs to inspire you in the studio. That's such a great giveaway, Melissa. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, now as we wrap up, Melissa, what do you want quilters to take away most from our conversation today? I guess that, you know, Anybody can quilt their own quilt on their home sewing machine. And, you know, it's just a matter of building those skills and gaining the confidence. Mm -hmm. And when I'm teaching, that's what I'm always, you know, putting forth as well. Oh, that's such a good message. So it's been so nice to learn about walking foot quilting, get a few ideas for Valentine's Day and hear your story today, Melissa. So thank you so much for being on the show. 
Oh, thanks again for having me, Brandy. It's my pleasure. Well, that was my interview with quilter, author, designer, and teacher, Melissa Marginette. She is becoming known for the happy atmosphere in her workshops, and it shows because she is booked with Zoom workshops and lectures for months. One thing I really love about this gal is that she believes there is no right or wrong way to quilt your quilt. I'll quote from her first book, being consistently inconsistent looks just as good as being consistent and is easier to achieve. If you're looking for a teacher to lift you up and you haven't taken a workshop with Melissa yet, then it's time to chat with your local guild program coordinator and mention Melissa's name. Now, don't forget, I love to hear from you. Follow me on Facebook and Insta and send me a message anytime. I really want to create a community where we can all be inspired to live our quilting lives to the max. Now, go enter the prize giveaway for your chance to win Melissa's latest book. And please share this podcast. The greatest compliment you can give me is an introduction to your friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.